This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. Yeah, reverend, right? It means revered. <laughs> that, well, that's pretty funny too, but yeah, it's easier to laugh if you make it extreme. I don't mind being called goddess either. <laughs> oh wait, I'm not supposed to like that. No, I'm it's God. You know, I'm one of those, whenever I hear anybody say, oh, God, I'm like, please, Devin, it's just enough. My stepson, he gets upset. He's like, you are not God. I'm like, I am not God, but God is me. <laughs> I wanted to start doing a different thing this morning on Mondays. I want to talk about the stories of my illusionary life oh, and how they fit into spirituality. I need a, I don't know, I don't know why. Let's just do it. <laughs> I'm getting some sort of feedback here too, so I need to figure it out. I haven't played with this since Saturday evening. Just started doing a... I guess it's going, we came up, we actually came up with the improv sanctum instead of the inner sanctum. <laughs> like life is just an improv. The baby is doing good. He's, he's pretty fussy, man. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, he's a, he's a different spice. He's a different spice. And uh, he... I think it is just like the body is just painful. He's always hungry. I swear he's always hungry. And that's cool. He can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> of course, Atreyu was small, and so he wasn't hungry in the same fashion. This, this kid... Link is is a chunky monkey, and he's like, I gotta, I gotta fill up my holes, man. <laughs> so I had a dream last night. Oh, I don't know if I want to go into details about it. I had people trying to take me in, uh, trying to arrest me, and I had a little bit of help trying to get around them, and, and and they were dealing with my stick that I carry around, and it was almost used as a decoy of where I would be, like what door I'd be coming out of. 
So it was like the day I gave up my stick, and then I went into hiding at a different house. I don't know what all this is about, but uh, my wife and two kids were there. And then they sent, as I was going around, turning off the lights in the house. It was morning time. It was a good time to do it. (laughs) We were up all night. And I turned off all the lights and closed the garage door, I guess. I don't know what I was doing. And I noticed out there was a guy loading his gun. Like, what? Oh, crap. They sent an assassin. <laughs> as I was, as we were in bed or something. And then he starts shooting up the house. Everybody's getting shot. And I swear there's like throwing stars and... I don't know, nunchucks flying and thing, blades and... <laughs> And bullets and you know Trina's getting shot Link's getting shot Atreyu's getting shot heads exploding I'm telling you and I assume I got shot too but it was all of a sudden I was like I changed my mind and I'm like this is not how it goes this is not what's happening And I remember hearing myself say, as I come out the garage to the car, as he starts driving away, and I say, something along the lines of, you can't kill me. I'm the god of this dream. And I reach out my arm, and I lift up the car telekinetically. (laughs) And I split it in two. And pull him out, and I start bubbling him up. And I'm like, wow, at the same time, you know, man, I have some attack thoughts going on. (laughs) And I bubble him up and, and like, make him explode in this tiny condensed area. And then I squeeze it down into this powder, and and I make him just powder on the dust, on the ground, a pile of dust on the ground. And then I wait, I go back into the house and everything's like going back in time. And all the heads are going back together and Trina wakes up and the kids are just fine. And I think I'm like floating along. <laughs> it's hard to tell exactly what happened after that. I remember groups of people, oh, oh, there was a, a dog came in the picture. People started coming to the, to the house and I'd just blink my eyes and I would just flick my finger and there was a, a bunch of food for the dog. You know? I'd just flick my finger and the things would happen. It's pretty intense. You know, being kind of lucid in the dream, knowing I was dreaming and taking a whole nother approach to it. And a part of me feels this way in daily life. It's like if I was pushed enough and upset enough 
No, I think end of the rules of the game. My mind tells me, oh, you know, it's still not going to work. Regardless of how upset you get, regardless how much everybody's killed off. and like, mm, I don't know. Like, you want to think you would be able to do it. Like, you, you, you take of these situations and things that piss you off and you're like, oh no, I would be able to take him down as if you know you're that you're really in that situation <laughs> and you really could but you think you would do things differently than what happened to other people it's like despite what my mind's telling me i actually still believe that i think i could and a part of me would say and believe that that's what this world's about. Like, could you remember the truth when everything, everything is telling you that that's not true? Everything's pointing out that you are not powerful, that you, and maybe not in the way of the dream that I was speaking of, but you are not the streamer of the dream for whatever reason in whatever way it's like the same thing talking to you in your mind telling you that it's not true is that same thing that is ensuring that objects don't move <laughs> when you reach out your hand <laughs> when you try and use your telekinetic powers it's like see See, it's not true. As if it's like using some evidence, but really it's developing the entire experience that you're perceiving. So even though in the spiritual universe, things are moving, <laughs> constantly moving, the images that you're seeing and what it's showing you is not revealing to you the same experience of what the spiritual universe offers. But it's hard. It's hard to think of yourself as something other than what you're, what you're seeing. So when we think of that idea of, you know, what am I of truth? You can't go off of the basis of the body and the images of the past. For it's all that is specifically there to represent the lack of your truth. It's like the physical perspective is specifically there to represent any idea that you and your truth of Christ does not exist. And it is not true. So even if you find those loopholes, you start experiencing a miracle or whatever, it's going to be covered up quickly. Just like those good dreams often uh, reveal to you some essence that shows you a hint of that truth. You start to think, hey, there's something there. You know, it's... 
It's those ones that you easily forget. I have discussions with people about deep topics, deep thoughts that uh, reveal actual experience. Actual experience of this Christ. And months later, it's as if it's never happened. As if it's never even been a part of the life that they are living and they've completely forgotten about it. Some stick on to it, you know, say, oh yeah, remembering it, yeah. I remember that. I don't remember the part you're talking about, but I remembered the discussion. Oh, how convenient. It's so easy and so natural because of what the world and what the physical world is that to be obsessed with the story keeps you from the storyteller's perspective. From actually recognizing who the storyteller is. I just figured out what's wrong with my mics. Uh, <laughs> gonna adjust those. I think I'm a little more deaf in one ear than the other. There we go. Oh. oh that's better. To have a 3D sound, you need to have a 3D mics. I know you live. It goes into Pow Talk with one stream, so you don't hear that I'm actually talking in separate ears with two different mics. So it kind of gives a 3D feel of my movement and what I'm a little more as if I'm right there, kind of moving around. <laughs> it's pretty deep, man. I mean, th just look at the world as you do every day and recognize how magnificent this is. And this is really amazing and the detail and the fact that every time you find a flaw or some sort of questionable phenomenon to reveal you know this you know what's going on here a glitch in the matrix right whenever you find anything like that it gets filled in very quickly it's like oh paint that one over Simply to ensure for the next generation that the Matrix is going to be a little more believable. You know, oh good, they found more glitches and now we're going to fill those in. Make sure that never happens again. <laughs> we got to make sure laws are in order uh, to make sure anything like those hallucinogens, <laughs> make sure those are illegal. Because they keep revealing these, these secrets, man. We don't want them to see past this dream. Yeah, and I, it makes it sound like it's this enemy thing, this ego thing. It makes sense. Makes sense. But at the same time, you know, this is how I wanted it to be. This is me. I have eternity to play with and I wanted to 
kind of make a real difficult dream, a real difficult realization within it. I want to make it as if it's impossible. And what better, what better impossibleness of my own power than to use my own power as in against myself. To reveal, you know, every time something is revealed, I hide it from myself. You can only pass it down through written word or verbal stories. And no one's really going to believe it. You know, that's the basis of it. No one's really going to believe it until they experience it for themselves. It's kind of written into the whole personality that believes in the physical perspective. And that's what we were saying. The conditions of this world And the in, what it involves and entails to be obsessed with it, to be looking at it, involves the direction or the perspective of the creator of it cannot be palpably aware of at the same time. So there's the perception, the perceiver, which is this Christ consciousness. And it perceives itself either from proper perception, which isn't an observation of, it is previous to any observation. So it sees unity and then it sees a representation within the spiritual universe of what is everything united, perfectly happy and miraculous. The other idea perceives first the physical world and then identifies with it in a fashion to have developed its personality after the basis of what it's learned, what it's done, what it's seen, what it's seen others do. And it thinks it by these things that it's seen and known that it could judge these things. That it could determine if someone is worthy of their life or worthy of, of being who they are in their friendship circle or anything. So the proper perception actually involves the direction in which perception occurs or the in timely manner of, let's say. Which came first? Perception or the perceiver? So when you're obsessed with stories or thinking of yourself as a person, it's usually because you first saw the person, you first identified it with being you and now you know what type of a person you are by what that body does 
I don't know if you remember as a child doing things that you don't really know why you did them. Like hurting someone. It was kind of just happening, happening through you, you know? It was the body did it, and you know, you're, you're being forced to apologize, and you really don't know why. You're like, I... You know, I don't know why I did it. I sure did that often. But I kind of learned from those experiences and others what kind of a person I was. As if the definition of me came after the fact of the physical representation. After you go through this whole spiritual journey and releasing and identifying with the actuality of your truth. And you start to recognize that everything that happens, you know, is almost post after the fact that you thought and believed. You start to have these thoughts and then someone might agree with you without even knowing you were thinking it. You say something and, and then others naturally reflect it. And it goes beyond words. You might hear, oh, that's a great confirmation. And people confirming things with you, with your mind. Being, oh, yeah, maybe we should do that because I thought of that five minutes ago. Thanks for saying something. And even though that's on the path to the full realization a beautiful, noble step. You know, eventually it comes into that complete confidence, complete realization that there is a difference, even in my dream there, there is a difference between the aspect of myself that really had no power but believed he was God and the other who knew he was God and had all power. Like, do I base the evidence of my power off of what my body and objects are capable of doing? Because then I'm coming from the other side of the actuality and where I exist as in the Son of God. The dreamer of the dream is previous to the dream's existence. So everything in the dream is all after the fact of what is in the reality of the dreamer. If it then gets caught up in bases what it thinks of itself as after the body in the dream was born. 
than it has developed even, even a wonderful, good spiritual ego or negative, pessimistic ego, an evil, evil-doing ego. It doesn't matter. It's if your life is based off of the physical parameters of what you see in your past, then it is the establishment of that split mind that does not believe or does not realize or recognize and therefore know who it is that the whole dream, physical, spiritual, or not, or anything, derives from. This is a representation of who you are. While you think of yourself in this fashion, you will see it in this way. If you think of yourself as physical and limited and a victim, you will see physical, limited, and victimized people and reasons to be victims and the justification of those victims and victimizing and vic vict whatever. Hmm. It's pretty intense. Especially if you're new to this type of world. If you're an old Course in Miracles student, I'm sure you thought about this many times. I'm sure you've had your experiences. In fact, I guarantee that you have your experiences. And even my awakening experience that I'm sure I'm going to get into many times And all my experiences of the spiritual world. Endless variations. The story can only be told from that perspective of actually believing it happened. Now, when you do reach the point of the fifth dimension, even as I, we'll be able to naturally review what happened with anybody and everybody. It is like 90% of the population will be asking, who is Jesus and what did Jesus do? What was Jesus's life? Was it real? And you'll literally experience it, every ounce of it, for yourself. Or, of course, the, for the skeptics. Or not. 
if it didn't actually happen and that the life of Jesus never occurred in illusionary worlds or real worlds, then you know that as well. But the whole fifth dimension thing you don't believe in anyway, so... But as I live this life, even in this moment, I don't live it in a fashion that only God is watching me. Even though that's true, looking through me, looking through my walls, looking through every direction, every person, seeing the things I do, not as if he doesn't know what I do. I mean, of course he knows what I do. But I also live life as if there's a huge audience of millions of people watching me. That, yeah, you're going to see things that you're going to derive or determine to be questionable, to fit into the definition of what you might think I am. But I'm sure that when you're in this audience, you'll recognize that Everything's acceptable. Even as there's audiences and audiences, millions and millions and billions of people watching Jesus' life while it's unfolding. And you'll see what and who the real Jesus is. Not just some story. You'll see and understand the exact words in which were spoken. You'll see it even from his own eyes. You'll hear what was going on in his own mind. And I believe you'd be surprised. Not that it's as if he is worse or not as good as you think he is, but who he is. This Jesus person is not as far from who you have always been. And you recognize that sensation within you where you lived your life. It's almost identical to the sensation within Jesus. And anyone you observe as you go watch and experience your parents' life individually. And you see, oh, as much as you want to say, oh, look, they're as human as anybody else. Oh, Jesus was as a human as anyone else. And you recognize that Christ within them is that same experience of Christ within you. While undergoing that same little labyrinth, that same little war or battle in our minds. And we relate nearly 100%. And we'll actually feel as if they are who I am. And you'll see 
and your experience outside of just your little perspective. And you experience this dream from everyone's perspective. You experience the same world from everyone's eyes. You have all the secrets that those kept. You'll be in all those walls that you couldn't get into before and you'll be out of them as well. Truly recognizing, knowing firsthand each and every person. And while in this obvious form, it is all done already, it was all written, and you're more just observing You recognize, you know, what the whole idea of the, the rapture and re resurrection is again. That these whole ideas simply derive from the choice of who you are as in Christ. And what you have determined reality to represent. Do you have ideas of death? For it is death you will see. There are layers and layers and layers of universes. And the dream palpably changes continuously nearly all the time. And everything you think of your past and who you are. Oh, is awake. You jump from one and different things happen, different choices occur. And only if you're aware would you notice it. You see it all the time. It happens every decision you make. <clears throat> you jump from one to the other. And while this is really just another layer of dreams, another layer of insanity, it's true. In no way am I denying that and saying that there's a better way of understanding insanity. But you who is the creator of all of it knows exactly what I'm talking about. You have your ideas of what unity is. And yet you still look from only your eyes and you still feel only your fingers. It is in this position in which you have denied unity simply by the evidence of what your world has manifest. 
You experience a single body because you believe in single individual bodies. This perspective is a stepping stone in one direction. For those who choose not to immediately retract, And usually if someone dies within their body, they are taking this stepping stone and are not completely aware of reality. Would you let yourself die and suffer? If you knew you can do anything, if you knew you were in charge and can change anything that occurs at all, the only reason you would is to ensure that this experience actually seems and remains to seem real. Not only for you, but for everyone else in it. So as I speak about these dimensions often, this is, and what these are as in stories of my life, I almost want to test myself and the, the memory that I have and see if I've seen the same universe my whole life, the same story. So I talk about these universes. Here's an example. My stepson used to love getting these packets of spicy things, these chips of some sort and then his younger brother started getting them as well and he would always request them and then his younger brother offered some to him and he said you know I don't I don't like that kind I like it with the lime on the front. That one doesn't taste good to me. It's like, okay. And then weeks later, still offering him the one with the lime on it. And he says, I've never liked those. I've never liked those. Those are gross. And his brothers would say the same. He's never liked them. I have reviewed times in my life and my past with my brothers and sisters and telling stories of what happened and how we see it completely different as if it even concluded to a totally different scenario. That even though we're in our lives together, we're in different universes completely 
and experience different things completely that we might be even in this moment together but the stories we tell and remember are from different universes now i'm going to join this with the idea that a happy dreamer only has happy memories quoting myself <laughs> that the universe that a happy dreamer chooses to be its past has only had happy memories. Someone, say a brother, could discuss with them a story that they remember of them not being happy and throwing fits or being a total douche. And that happy dreamer has no recollection of it in that fashion. And it's not to say one occurred and one did not. But that they both did. And whether it, we're actually talking about real universes or just psychological perceptions, either case... The memory that really never happened in any way, in any fashion, is very specific to building that person's personality. So you have your memory of it only being a happy, loving scenario. So you're a happy, loving person. They have their memory of it being disjunctive and rude and weird and whatever. It was a crude scenario. So they have reason to be passive, angry, upset. And you often hear them saying about these memories that happened and how they were victimized. Just to ensure that there's another additional memory in place that, that does justify their choice of being miserable. And in no way am I saying that it didn't actually happen. For that's the thing about these ten dimensions of reality is somewhere it did. It all did. But where do you want to be? What do you want to see? What do you want to experience? This and how you think of yourself determines who you think of yourself to be. So how you think of your past and where you think your past has been and what it is determines how you think of yourself in this moment, how you express yourself. Another way of explaining it, so you have these synapses charging in your brain and how you react always goes through this filtration of thousands of synapses and each one is like unto a thought, a thought that is somehow made 
with memories that you've had in your life and things you've memorized and ways of understanding. And if it goes through the filtration of including memories of upset, of victimization, then you are also use that as an, as an option of perspective on the person you're looking at or the situation. So you're like, oh, I could be upset in this situation because I remember the capability of being upset. Or in other words, I see a world that justifies my anger because I filter it through attack thoughts. And the actuality of what is occurring, even though it's so beautiful, smooth, and, and goes from day to day as if you don't even notice the changes, you're determining what universe and life you have. So you look at the universe, and it is evidence, evidence literally, of what you believe yourself to be and deserve. If you have spiritual experiences, you believe you are deserving of spiritual experiences. If you believe you have actual communications with God, you believe, honestly believe, you deserve and are allowed to have these honest communications. If you look in the world and see victimhood, victimization on yourself, you honestly believe that you deserve a universe that includes your victimization. When you look about in the past and you actually think these things cannot be changed, you are thinking you are imprisoned within one individual timeline. It is the realization that the past has not occurred and that you are using this whole dictionary of your past to define you. You are the dictionary. And it only consists of the things you remember. You can rewrite your dictionary. You can add words and take them away. It really is a matter of what you believe. So the Course takes all these directions of attempting to get you to really disassociate with any reality of this being real at all. Being a past, not real, not here, doesn't exist. Being a person, not real, not here, doesn't exist. It's all a dream, and it's not here, not real, doesn't exist. And when you really do not just take that to heart as if, you know, oh, it's my life, but actually experience the purpose of what that's saying, then you expand your person into a whole nother scenario 
a whole nother situation that only consists of what you have determined and what you find the meaning of in your reality now. It's often passed over, but the Course says you are either be extending or projecting yourself. You will always, always be either extending or projecting yourself. And that's referring to the universe you see. It is your image. You are made in the likeness as Christ. And the universe you see is the image that you put on it. So while you think the world is the only option to see, you're misunderstanding. For there's every single billions and billions and billions of options to see and variations of each and every one of them. You're looking at one. You've established a sentence for yourself and you're laying out that sentence of seeing and experiencing this belief firsthand. And you're allowing it to happen so that you can know it. So you can know it, each and every aspect of it, each and every part of it, wholly, 100%. And you deserve it. So, while you see hell, you believe you deserve hell. You have your reasons and your justifications of judging yourself to live out the sentence of hell. While you see heaven, you believe you deserve heaven. And you allow yourself to live out the sentence of your judgment. In this physical world being whatever variation you have determined it to be, is this idea of death, actual death, limitation, separation from your reality. And to perpetuate it, is quite literally living out your sentence of death. Continuing and continuing what you believe you deserve. That desire you have to eat because you're hungry for if you don't, you would die. Is your belief that you do deserve this? That's not to say if it's good or bad or any variation, but that whatever it is that you do experience and are experiencing something you think you're worthy of,
So what's the point? What's the point of this? That you've looked upon the infinite and eternal and all the variations within and without of all the multitude of perspectives of humans and various species and various planets and various galaxies, alternate universes, and you thought in the fashion that corresponds with this reality. Here it is. The evidence of what you have chosen. It is not an imprisonment by any other means but your own. You believe you still need to do something. You're still waiting for something. And when you find it, when you reach it, when you gain it, whatever it might be, you'll be done. For you're all-powerful, creator of all this universe. And nothing but you is stopping you. So sure, you can go into meditation and into this decision maker and make that decision now, retracting your choice to live this life that you once thought you deserved. And you can leave instantaneously, right in that moment. And you would. But if you think you went into that place and made that decision and stayed, and here you still are, I assure you, you only went into your past and you saw evidence of being here. For the reality of who you are is not concerned about leaving, for it knows who it is, it knows what it is, and while you think it's just a familiar sensation, you're actually recognizing, <laughs> you actually recognize yourself Through my death experience, I had the choice to move on. I had the choice to retract completely through the reviewing of my future that exceeded Devon's body. I chose to return and to fulfill what I have committed to. what I have committed myself to. So I'm here with you 100%. 
not trying to escape. For I know I'm not here. I'm here. I'm not trying to go anywhere else or any other time. For not now. I'm now. The only thing I would want for you to gain is that recognition that this is not happening to you by any other means, say God, say the ego, but that this is quite literally happening by you. <laughs> this is you. It's been your accord this whole time. And I thank you for my life. Regardless if you think of that as bodies or my soul, or Christ, I thank you in every form that it takes and appreciate you. Thank you, God. Thank you for being here. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you.